0: Hello, everybody. Hey, it's Mike and Kurt
1: from Fieldcraft Survival.
0: <laughs> so, uh, that wasn't awkward. That wasn't awkward at all. Hey, so our episodes are actually sponsored now.
1: Yeah, it was kind of uh, an interesting development, but we're excited about it because. Uh yeah, it's cool to be sponsored as a podcast. I think... Um, I mean, somebody's paying attention. Yeah, somebody, and they like what we're doing, so...
0: That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, interesting enough is um, our sponsors who di- we didn't go after, they actually went after us, are actually guys that... Well, the funny thing is, one free. of them, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We've, we've been wearing their clothes for a long time.
0: Yeah. Cool. K-U-H-L. H-L. That's right. Um, if you haven't been wearing cool, you're not cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. me and Kurt, um, before we actually got, uh, into business, we actually deployed, I mean, hell, we've been wearing cool for years Yeah, It's actually the, the low vis clothing of choice. And you know, it's funny is when, when we first started, I actually started wearing cool exclusively when I was a contractor because, um, you
1: wanted to be cool. I wanted to be Sorry, cool. I, that's I wanted cheesy. to see, c o o l
0: so you, you know the the interesting thing about cool is the fact that their clothing is made for mountaineering it's yeah. made for rugged terrain
1: yeah hiking you know outdoor use i mean that's what it's made for so which obviously that uh, appeals to guys in uh, the line of work that you and I both used to do. And then obviously with what we're doing now, being outdoors and enjoying life. So
0: Yeah, I, I've worn pretty much every single type of clothing and have tested every single type of clothing. Yeah, And we don't get paid to research and develop or test and evaluate anything. We just do it and then we do it in austere environments yeah. operationally. And the clothing that I used overseas and the clothing that I use now is cool because it's honestly the 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 way it's made the way it's ruggedized is made for my lifestyle
1: yeah and the other thing too is they make clothes that uh that look good on us yeah they actually fit (laughs) they're form fitting i don't look like a stuffed sausage yeah (laughs) they actually
0: fit well and um you know something interesting about cool too is a lot of the pants that i wear from cool you know i got a wardrobe full of cool but um, the pants and stuff that I wear have like the reinforcements and stitching for your crotch. Yeah, exactly. For where your knife would go. <laughs> um, all the things that we would typically They're blow out. they built, built to crotch. last in your crotch. Built to last in your crotch. What's really cool is, uh, no pun intended, is the fact that if you're part of our listening network, meaning you're listening to this podcast, then you could take advantage of the fact that they gave – us and everybody that listens to us a free shipping uh coupon code
1: yeah that's pretty you know i look at uh a lot of things that different people are doing in the industry today and you know if they stand behind their product if they're trying to help people out and i think this is a cool uh, yeah <laughs> you can't terrible. get away from i it, know though. right yeah um no this is a neat uh crossing of paths and we're excited to have cool as a sponsor and so they've uh, been kind enough to give our listenership uh, a coupon code for free shipping. You tell everybody what it is.
0: I just can't get over the fact that you used the word neat.
1: I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. It's, so, it's so neat. Um, but
0: hey, if you want to get free shipping and $50, $15 off an order total, then use F-C-S-H, free ship. That's Foxtrot, Charlie, Sierra, Hotel, free ship. Yeah. F-C-S-H. S H free ship in your coupon code at checkout. And that's free shipping and $15 off an order total. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's cool. You did (laughs) it again. Oh man. Uh, So what's next? The next sponsor is base map, base Base map, map. base. -base. The coolest thing about base map is the fact that, um, it's in our genre. It's in our wheelhouse. Uh, we navigate every single place that we've been And I think about all the stuff that we've overlanded the last um, year. We have been intimately involved in the navigation process because it matters when you're off-grid. Yeah. And you don't have reception and cell phone towers every block. You need offline maps.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, hey, let's be honest. Like, uh, when we're traveling around the United States or whatever we're doing, whether we're overseas or here, um, you know, typically in the United States, I'm jumping on – um, some type of a platform that accesses uh, a cell network but I mean you know the real question is is what do you do when you can't ac- access a network and if you have the ability uh, to download download maps on an app um, and use it in a way that doesn't require a network then I think obviously you're better you're better prepared um, you know whether it's uh you know a natural or man-made disaster or if you're obviously going to hunt or do anything like that there's a ton of applications with this base map uh, provides those applications uh to be able to uh, navigate while you're not on a network so Yeah,
0: I like that. The other feature that I think is cool which is unique in this space is the fact that it shows the outline of private versus public land.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Cuz you could I mean if you're a hunter if you're a hiker, you're an outdoor enthusiast. What is the boundary? You don't know the boundary unless it's it, the only way you can get the boundary. If it's on imagery and is defined, and base map provides all that, so you could be hiking in the middle of national forest. And the next thing you know, you're in Billy Bob's backyard, and you're like getting shot at with a shotgun. You're like, what is happening?
1: Rock salt.
0: Yeah, rock salt in the butt. Um, But yeah, I think it's a cool feature. And then the feature uh, for base map that we're working with is the integration of a a social media platform of, you know, whether it's waypoints, whether it's historical photos attached to waypoints. Um, It's almost like geocaching where uh, there's this interactive process with uh, um, just experiencing the outdoors. I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, that's, we've said cool like 8,000 times during this. Dude, uh, <laughs>
0: maybe in the podcast we we'll just say cool again and again yeah, and cool. again. cool.
1: It's so cool.
0: So, so, yeah, if you haven't downloaded or you want to download a uh, potential app that's going to save your ass in a crunch, especially in the outdoors, download Basemap. It's one word, B-A-S-E-M-A-P. And then um, I promise you by next episode we'll have a coupon code for them because uh, we always push our strategic partners and our – the guys that we work with that, uh, hey, if you're going to hook us up, if we're going to be in this uh, strategic partnership together, you're going to hook up our audience and our following.
1: You're going to hook up everybody. The tribe. Yeah. Now, that's awesome. So this podcast was brought to you by Cool and Base Map. I like how you close that out. Thank you. That was so cool of you. <laughs>
0: Guys, welcome back to the Field Crowd Survival Podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm your host, Mike, as usual. But I hear today. I got a co-host, Mason, or Gung Fu Fighter. What's up, Mason? What's up, guys? How you doing? Sorry, Kurt, I stole your show today. Yeah, your co-host. It's weird. <laughs> this is, <laughs> fir- this is <laughs> the first. This is the first episode you co-host. I think this is the first episode I've been on. Really? Yeah. I don't
2: think I've been
0: on. You've been in the yet. room for like a, a hundred of them. Yeah. Is that I'm just, weird? I'm just trying to think wide in the dark in the corner.
2: Just <laughs> <laughs> go, hey Mason, how you doing back there?
0: Oh man, we <laughs> so we're actually today we're in Pinal County, yeah. in Arizona, which is southeast of Phoenix, Arizona, or Maricopa County. And today we have a special guest uh, on the show today, Sheriff Mark Lamb, who is one of the youngest sheriffs I've ever seen, which is uh, <laughs> uh, pretty cool. Um, sheriff, you you've been the sheriff of this county for how long? About a year and a half now. So it took over January 1st, 2017. Okay. So that's been a new year. How, how long is the term for a, a sheriff? Thank
3: goodness it's four years because okay. it goes by fast.
0: I can imagine it goes by but, uh, fast. But, uh, you know, Sh- Sheriff Martin Lamb has has um, been on Gung Fu's stuff for the foundation that um, the sheriff has. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that foundation, and then uh, give an intro of yourself. Uh, I should do that first, but we'll do that. after. <laughs> hey, we're out of order now. It's open, no big deal. Different co-hosts. Orders wrong. I'm all confused. It's okay. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: So I started this foundation recently. You know, I knew once I got into this this job that I wanted to make a difference. You know, Denzel Washington says, "Aspire to make a difference." Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know really how I wanted to do it, uh, but about the fall of last year, it really started to come together for me. I wanted to do a foundation. You know, with what's going on with law enforcement across the country, and even with military, you know, I wanted to uh, change that perception. And so what I did was I started a foundation called American Sheriff Foundation. And you can check us out at americansheriff.org. Our mission is to bridge the gap between communities and law enforcement through service. And that service will be performed by that local law enforcement and veterans in that area.
0: That's amazing. So That's really cool. That's a different perspective than most well, why is it, why is it Arizona seemingly the innovators in, in law enforcement practices across America? Why, why I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that Arizona is doing right when it comes to policing, um, including getting involved and engaged with the civilian population. Well, why why is it different here? Is there something that I'm missing? It could be the
3: size of the counties. You know, We're, there's only 15 counties in Arizona, by far we have the largest counties. Um, there are some counties spread th- or throughout the United States that are bigger, but size-wise we're, we're some of the biggest counties in this country mm-hmm. and uh, we have to be innovative. We have to stay on top of it and ahead of it if we're going to be able to uh, combat you know, crime. And The other part of it is a lot of people forget that we represent the taxpayer. We represent the community and as sheriffs, I think we're in tune with that. We understand that I'm beholden to the taxpayer. So when I put out a product, I wanna make sure that I take four things into consideration. Is it what's best for my deputies, what's best for the agency, what's best for the county, and what's best for the taxpayer. So you know, decision are, decisions aren't always popular, but I have to make those decisions and I've gotta take all four of those things into, into consideration.
0: Institutionally, it sounds like a, an optimized business practice. It actually yeah. sounds like, I mean, this is, that's the same way that Fortune, Five hundred companies work. What, where, where did you get uh, kind of like your practices and understandings of, you know, executing processes in this in this field of expertise? Where, where did that come from? You know, I spent most of my.
3: I was not one of those guys that grew up wanting to be a police officer. Never really thought of it. Um, I was thirty-four <laughs> years old, and I was owning my own businesses, and I had owned my own businesses for a lot of years, and uh, I went on a ride along with my neighbor. And I was hooked. In, in your 30s. Right in thirty-four 30. years old. <laughs> nice. I was that's the awesome. Guy. That is awesome. I was one of the oldest guys in the academy, and uh, but you know, I think it's been it's it's helped me. I, I knew what I wanted in life, so I it's helped me push harder than most people, work harder than most people. I've got five kids and a wife, so I don't have time to dilly dally around. Yeah, I, I got to be mission oriented and get it done.
0: Yeah,
3: and uh, that age, starting older, that's what helped me out.
0: I you know I read up. On you, obviously, before this podcast, and um, noticed that you had a uh, career path, um, and historically had a lot of success in every position that you've held. When, you know, from being the valedictorian in your academy class to being uh, receiving awards as a detective in the gang unit that you served in. Um, what is different? Uh, what's different from Sheriff Mark Lamb than anybody else, as far as how you execute? to be able to be on top like that? Hard work. Yeah. I,
3: I truly believe that I'm willing to outwork everybody. And I think that's what's gotten me to rookie of the year, officer of the year, detective of the year. Every job I take on, I, I'm gonna be the hardest working. I may not be the best, but I'm gonna be the first to put my shovel in the ground, and the last to take it out. Nice. And uh, that's what's kept me successful. Um, I'm innovative. I came from the business world. so. I'm introducing things into this agency and into the law enforcement in this area that are uncomfortable for these guys cops hate two things cops hate change and they hate the way things are yeah so either true. way you're you know you've got to really push them outside that box
0: that's that's interesting because if you, you know it, it's true in a lot of departments that you see that are um, not as optimized not as efficient at, at law enforcement practices and have you know, not the best reputations with the public, you see that complacency that's built yeah. and it's internalized. It's an institutional problem. Do, is, do you think leadership is one of the ways that or the main way to change that perspective institutionally? Because it seems like to me, you know, spending time in military organizations, which are, are similarly built and structured, that it takes a great leader to come in there and tear things up and mix things up And it's either very controversial or or both and or, um, and it improves uh, the overall institution and its optimization of what it does on a daily basis. Was that, is that a challenge for for you to come in there and and to be a a changer of privacy? It it is. And, you know, I like to say, somebody told me recently, they said, you haven't changed things, you've improved them. Mm -hmm. And
3: it's true. You know, there were a lot of good things. We built on those things, but there were a lot of things that we had to improve. And uh, one of the big things was regaining the confidence of the troops. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that 100% of my guys like the vision that we're, you know, in the direction we're going. But in the end, we have to do what's best for those four things that I already talked about. No, oh, and you and can't s- please everyone. You right? can't. Yeah. And You're I've learned sure. that. Yeah. And it is, it's all about leadership. If you get the right leader, you know, we do live PD. And so people will comment across the country. Well,
0: for people who don't know Live PD, what is Live PD? What so is live, PD?
3: live PD is like cops, except it's live. It's on Annie. Uh, I'll put a plug in for him. Annie every uh, Saturday or Friday and Saturday night. From uh, let's see, it's from six to nine arizona time so central time is probably seven to ten east coast time is uh like nine to twelve is it really
2: live so they're essentially filming everywhere yeah. and whoever has a good call or a good action they'll goes, cut to that yeah. straight to them yeah and if that stops then they'll go somewhere i've,
0: else. S- I've seen yeah. i think
2: i've seen that so
0: It's that about it as, live it's
3: about as live yeah. as you can get yeah, yeah. with mean, obviously, obviously the latency of recording of the video right. Right. yeah obviously
0: right. that's but interesting it's, it's yeah. very
3: so you got this camera guy in the car with you all the whole time and and you've got producers in the back seat, and uh, you know at first you're like, I'm putting my my how I do my job out on display for everybody.
2: Yeah, to scrutinize. To yeah, you. to scrutinize. You
3: know, I've had people. I'm real chill when I go out there, and people will say, Well, you're too laid back. Well, in my opinion, what's what matters is the end result. If the end of the call, did I achieve my goal? Right. Then why does it matter how I got from there to there? Yeah. You know, and uh, that's part of leadership too. Leadership is is being able to put leaders in place and trust that they're going to do the job that you, you're paying them to do and that you've put them in the place to do. Yeah. And uh, we're very – we really push hard to uh, empower our leaders and our deputies to go out, do your job. I gave you a gun and a badge. Go do it. Don't do anything illegal, immoral, or unethical. And we can, we can work with that.
2: Fear not do right, right?
3: That's right. Fear not do <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> That's right. It, you uh... – so when we're doing this live, this live, uh, uh PD thing, you guys, I, I saw an article where you said, you know, you supported it. And a lot of people came out and were like, why you support this? And it seems like you shouldn't support it. And I always have this feeling and I never understood, um, the argument on it where body cams, where, or where, where departments didn't want to do it because they thought it was, uh, was over scrutinizing the officers on the ground. And. Uh, you know, I we experienced a little bit in the military where they had the uh, technology um, advanced a camera that you put in a scope. And oh, I was yeah. like, they wanted my sniper to be able to see the feed that was in my sniper's reticles. Wow. And I'm like, I'm that's not going to lie. That, that's just crazy. I I don't want the latency. You could see it and we'll record it on board. But I don't want you making decisions or second-guessing decisions of individual snipers or their actions while the action's happening, while critical right. decisions need to be made. But then I looked at like, what it actually was, which is a body camera, is, is the accountability. In my perspective, it's more protecting the officer. Because if the officer is doing the right thing, this is literal proof that when you go into a court of law that, hey, we did the right thing here. There's no argument and it can't be swayed. What, what are the reasons that you support uh, the, that show being with your officers, what's the what's the take on that?
3: You know, I support it because I'm not for body cams. I'm not yeah. a sheriff that we don't do body cams here, and I can get into that in a second. But the reason I support the show is because I have faith that our guys are doing a good job. Yeah. And I wanted to put it on display. I wasn't afraid to send it out to send the camera out with our guys because we knew that they did, they did a good job. And uh, I've even tried to lead by example and going out and doing it myself to show that I'm not going to ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. But it's, it's, what it's been is it's been a tremendous tool for uh, recruiting. Yep. And the other thing is, is, you know, people in Arizona don't know where Pinal County is, let alone across the country. Well, we're true. putting Pinal County on the map. Yeah. And so when tourism, when people think about coming and visiting, they're going to look at Pinal County. When they think about moving here, they're going to move to Pinal County. Our growth population-wise, Maricopa That's County good. has the highest growth rate percentage-wise, we're growing at 15% right now in Pinal County. So we want to show people across this country that you got a good sheriff's office and good agencies working and, and protecting your communities out here.
0: So that's that's interesting because like when people look at sheriffs, it's not just about enforcing law. There's also a bigger picture. The bigger picture is it's a strategic position that aligns itself with the e econ- or the commerce in that, in that mm-hmm. place uh, the public relations uh, with people, and with communities, and so that that again, I think I refer back to business because that's a, a good business practice, which is being more involved with the communities that your uh, p- potential consumers are. Right. And so, uh, tie in all these things. Have you caught a lot of flack from that? I mean, have you have people uh, like scrutinized you for for? Taking that uh, those roles,
3: believe it or not, there was a little bit, but for the most part, it's been accepted very well. And I think when people get on and they they go on Twitter, they go on the feeds, they see the positive feedback we get, and uh, so I, I mean I think people have somewhat changed their their tune. You know, you got your certain people that
2: no matter what they're going to hate on whatever. Well, and, and they hate on social media. Yeah, they, they hate, hate on, on social media. Social media. It's such a and so the, stigma.
3: There, there's always going to be people that don't like it, but I think overall it's been a positive experience for us doing the, the live PD.
0: That's awesome. The uh, you the body camping. What's the what's the deal with the body cams? So
3: it's expensive. The storage is expensive. You know, yeah. for a lot of smaller counties, it, it becomes a little obtrusive. It's just I not mean, a camera.
0: It's a whole system. Right. We're right. talking tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. And you, you gotta be docked at
2: yeah. the end of each shift.
0: Yep. You gotta have the Maricopa does have because yes. Yeah, good so, food works for Maricopa. Yeah, so
2: you gotta have the cameras, you gotta have the docking stations, you gotta have the uh, the memory to hold all the video footage. Uh, the, Even the Manning to yeah, manage the, the actual process. program to run the footage and yeah. watch the footage is all separately. So it's a lot of it's, it's product inducive. It is, and then you mentioned something
3: really important. You said it can save the officer. Yeah, if. You have the right leadership in place. Mm-hmm. If you have the wrong leadership in place, it becomes a tool to uh, open investigations. Misperceived. Where, right. Or I've judgments. seen it happen yeah. where a guy, they were looking into one thing and because they saw something on the video, then they started investigating something else that somebody didn't even complain about. And so that's one of my issues. Mm-hmm. One of my major issues though is when you go to court, when I put that deputy up on that stand, and he's telling about what he did when he responded to that call. He's explaining his emotion, his thought process of why he made that decision.
0: Yeah.
3: And none of us can judge that because yeah. so much of our laws are based on what you we were feeling. If you felt like that was a threat to you to cause you phys- serious physical injury or death, then you have the right to use uh,
0: deadly force. Yeah. And so... Which the camera can't judge that or receive Well, when
3: that. you put that camera... So that that deputy can go up and give his testimony. The second you put that video on for the jury, you've discounted the... They're probably going to discount because you're going to have 12 people watching a uh, video, and mm-hmm. every, all 12 of them are going to have a different perspective yeah, of what snap they snap judgments
0: from being made, though.
3: People think the video is definitive. No. Everybody has opinions of what they see, and so what you've done is it, it, to me, it takes away about the guy who responded to the case. Why did he charge that person? What was the evidence? When you put that video on, I think it taints that a little
0: bit. It, that's i never even thought about it that way because it's plus shooting, shooting stuff is, yeah. is, is the big,
2: the big thing with what you're talking yeah. about too. I would imagine if, uh, you know, if a deputy or a police officer got a shooting and you go back and you show that to 12 people, what are there you got 12 different yeah. judgments of one video. Whereas, you can't see the emotion of that guy. You can't see what he saw, um, You know what he or felt. Or you discount it. Yeah, yeah, you discount yeah. You their discount. own perception
0: yeah. of them wanting to save their own lives from their eyes. Yeah. Instead, you're looking at a camera feed yeah. and an image and mm-hmm. determining that, oh, well, they, that, that's not what they were thinking.
3: Or I should have said, well, Mike should have felt this way or Mike right. should have felt yeah. that way
0: Yeah, could, because that. that's how they would have felt. I could see that. Yeah. It's powerful.
3: And so I, 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 that's probably my biggest issue with it. I think that what's best for the courts, what bogs the court system down the least, is to not have the videos there. Um, so for right now, it's neither feasible nor in our foreseeable future. So,
0: What's the biggest challenge that this county faces?
3: Well, our biggest ca- challenge here in this county is, you know, like all the way across the country, we're dealing with the opioid crisis, but uh, we have, a, we're not a border county, but we deal with a lot of border issues here. And uh, so we on the south end of our county, we have an Indian reservation that extends all the way to the border. Actually, it extends into Mexico. And so there's just a three barbed wire fence there. They can come right across there. It's about a six day hike up to the uh, I-8 interstate. And uh, we get them through there every day. We get bailouts every day, You know, almost every day. We get pursuits. Um, They're bringing the drugs across and the human trafficking. And I've said all along, this isn't about immigration anymore. It's not like it was 15, 20 years ago, where people wanted to come here and make a better life. Those people are still there, but the cartel is using those people now. The cartel is exploiting those people to to bring their drugs across. That's their transportation transportation, uh, model. And then they're also exploiting them on the human trafficking line. They're charging them on that end, and then a lot of times when they get here, they're charging them again. To let them go. Yeah. yeah. So, that's one of our biggest challenges we face, um, opioids, suicide, suicides up. I think that's probably going to be all across the country as well.
2: Um, Is that because of the drugs? It's a- uh,
3: Yeah. and. Uh,
2: it's younger, younger, younger crowds too. So we got young, middle-aged, old, high school, high school kids are committing suicide all over
3: the place here. We're so sorry. I think with this youth, what the problem is, is conflict resolution. You know, when we did something wrong, we got in trouble for it. If you got in trouble at school, the last thing you wanted them to do was call your parents Yeah. because you got in trouble at home. That's reversed. Parents are coming to the schools, defending the kids. Um, and so what they've, we've done is we've taken away that conflict resolution from these kids so when they get on the eighteen, twenty, or twenty-five, whenever they leave, decide to leave their house, um, no, they've never had anything go wrong for them. So they immediately now when something starts to go wrong, they they've never had that. They don't know how to resolve it. Yeah. And so to me, conflict resolution and uh, and a, the quickest way out of it is a lot of times suicide, and it's unfortunate because. That is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah,
0: it's part of a larger mental health crisis in the country with a whole bunch of issues. Parenting, you know, Ah. conflict resolution. Um, What are some of the things that the Sheriff's Department is doing as far as uh, community outreach and being more involved in the community?
3: So we do a lot. If you follow us on our social media, Pinal County Sheriff's Office, we really put a lot of stuff out. We try to keep the community really up to speed with what we're doing what uh, If we bust a child molester, we put it up there. Like I said, we make a lot of people in law enforcement uncomfortable with the way we're th- doing things. Yeah. But we believe in setting the narrative. Yeah. Uh, if you get into a fight, the best way to win a fight is to set the pace of the fight. Yeah. And so we try to get in and set the pace of what we're doing. We do it through social media, next door, uh, Instagram, a little bit of Twitter. Um, so that's been really successful for us. Um, the other thing we've done is we're looking at doing a lot of, uh, we're expanding our posse. We want to do an honorary posse for people that just want to pay to be part of it. And uh, we're looking to do a veteran's posse.
2: What's a-, a po-
0: what's a posse?
2: Vol- volunteers. Essentially yeah. Volunteer. Essentially, you volunteer to come, uh, donate your time to help with things that, as a civilian, you can help with uh, and not be a sworn officer. So if you you know help with accidents, help with transporting
0: of, of, of inmates or criminals. Um, and posse is a legal term. Yes. Because yes, when you're, yep. uh, when you're de- deemed part of the posse, you're actually sworn in. Yes. Right.
3: You just have no arresting powers. Right. Yeah.
0: So our posse
3: look just like our deputies. The only difference is they have a posse rocker above their patch. Um, same exact uniform, they carry a gun, they show up on calls, they have take home cars. Um, and what they do is they help out, they, tra- they direct traffic, they do scene security they'll transport our, our arrest to the jail. And what that does is that allows us to keep the deputy on the street. And that allows us to continue to protect these communities where in these big, huge counties, it could be a two hour, three hour round trip to, uh, to get to the jail and back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've got our armed posse, we're expanding it. And we wanna do the veterans posse, which is one of our solutions for helping out with the schools. We wanna get guys who've, who've got some experience to put them, even if they can't carry a gun, we want to put them in the schools, walking around the halls, being able to identify maybe some of these that's kids that are, that are troubled.
0: Is um, that's That's got to be an innovative – I've never heard of that ever. Is that something that you guys – is there anybody leading the way in that in the country? Hopefully me. I mean, I don't know of any other way. We're, I have heard working, about it. We're working on
3: doing that. And then the other thing is, is we recognize – so we have a veteran's pot in our jail. When I got here – um, I met a sheriff from Middlesex County, Massachusetts. He had a veterans pod called Humvee, Housing Unit for Military Veterans. Second I saw it, I picked up the phone, called him, and I said, i got to have this in my jail. Um, we started the program. We've been doing it since October. We've had 25 veterans come through the program. 18 of them have been released. Zero of them have come back to our facility. So how does,
0: how does that work? It's a, Basically, you've isolated the guys who are veterans, focus on their – what's the word it's uh is it just
2: well-being their
0: uh rehabilitation rehabilitation yeah yeah, exactly yeah yeah.
2: and the media will ask me so
3: do you think the veterans should be treated different yeah absolutely um they've paid a price for this country and half of these guys are in there because of their service what in their service that precipitated some of the mental health issues they're dealing with so we're there to we're not mitigating their sentence you still yeah. serving your sentence. Yep. What we're doing is we're taking it in a microcosm, and we're putting that group in there, and it it gives us the ability to test different programs out. Um, but man, in a day or two, you put these veterans in there, you should see the change in their countenance immediately. We don't have race wars in there. We don't have gang wars. We don't have those issues in there. Everybody has a common denominator. They serve this country, and that's what makes that pod successful. I wonder.
2: You're not taking away from the other inmates either. You're no. not taking away from their rehabilitation. You're just helping these guys in right. a little bit different way than you're helping the other posse. You know, and
3: these guys have programs available to them that the regular inmate doesn't. VA benefits, um, those types of things. We try to help them so that when they get released, they can get out there and continue with the help. We put a mentorship program in place where we've got veterans on the outside, which is the purpose of the veterans posse. We want the, the Veterans is purpose is to help transition the guys coming out of our Humvee program, but also to transition our veterans that are coming back from deployment and just getting dropped into society again and having to acclimate completely different than what they've been doing for the last I few years. Just
0: talked about it at yeah. lunch. I think that's hugely important. Hopefully other sheriffs or law enforcement are hearing, hearing this podcast. And uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's a really cool I don't want to say experiment because it's not an experiment, but it's a cool way to rehabilitate, program, yeah. program to rehabilitate guys. Um, what is your – how do you maintain a balance between a professional career as a sheriff, which to me, you know, I've had, you know, the idea of becoming a law enforcement in my uh, in latter part of my life, which you did about midlife. How do you manage all that, which seems like a full-time job, with the balance of having five kids. One of your, your boys is actually in special forces training. Um, how, do you, how do you find the time? How do you do that? I don't know, but you I know. do.
3: Um, I get up at 4.30 every morning. I read scriptures, I work out. Um, I get to work early. I, I do a daily planner and I write in a journal. I set goals. It's the only way you can do it. If you're, if you're gonna be busy, there's a saying, if you want a job done, give it to a busy man. There's a reason. It's because we know how to get things done. We set goals. We are. We hold ourselves accountable to those goals. Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I need to spend more time with my kids sometimes. I need to spend more time with my wife because I'm a workaholic. Um, But you only get one life, uh, and you gotta. I'm I'm a believer. If if you're gonna swing, swing for the fence, you know, and gotta make the most of it. Make the most of it.
0: What's your number one pro tip in life to survive life? To just. to be on on top and to do your best in life what is the I've already what you're saying what you're saying it's uh fear, saying not, fear not do right and that
3: really is
0: uh
3: if you can hold true to that you know don't worry about what comes God sorts all that out you just got to fear not do right um, I love that same. That's right. a great. I sign. told him especially, when I first heard especially that. Especially like, law
2: enforcement nowadays, it, yeah. it seems like with all the PC stuff that everybody's going through, that yeah. like, oh, everybody's scared to do something because they're scared to get in trouble. Yeah. And they are just to fear not, just do the right thing, and, you and you'll be have okay. Any fear of anything else? Exactly. Outside and of that, that's what we've tried. The tone we've tried to set. I
3: mean, I started a company selling apparel for fear not do right, and I did it because my son joined the military. He gets fourteen hundred dollars a month. So I'm trying to help him. But 20% of those proceeds go to our American sheriff foundation. You know, I started the foundation. I needed something that was going to put some money into the foundation. Yeah. Cause you have no idea whether people are going to donate or not. So we tried to put something in together and, uh, fear not do right is what we have, you know, fearnotdoright.com. not do So it's to help my son in the military and to also put some money into the foundation and but other than that, it's honestly my biggest thing is hard work. Yeah. I've always told my kids if you can work hard, you'll always eat. It's um, true. You, you don't have to be the smartest, you don't have to be the fastest, the strongest. You just have to be the hardest worker. People will recognize it. And I'm, a, I'm, very, uh, I'm very Christian, so I believe that if you work hard, God puts things in place. Um, it may not be exactly what you want. I'm not saying you're going to be a millionaire. But you work hard, and the best you you can achieve, you'll achieve.
0: I love that. Just Fear yeah. not, do right. Fear not, do right. And yeah. that's, a, again, so um, let's recap some of the uh, social media stuff for the department. Uh, you guys are on Facebook and Instagram, or yeah. just what is the – So
3: Facebook, Pinal County Sheriff's Office.
0: Yep. Um, and that's P-I-N-A-L. Yeah,
3: P-I-N-A-L. Um, uh, Instagram, I think, is Pinal County S-O. Yep. Um, and then I don't know what the Twitter, I'm not the biggest Twitter guy. Yeah. I mean, I have a Twitter account because what's, of live PD, but what's yeah, Twitter? No, kidding. yeah, yeah exactly. we'll plug it we'll plug in there. And then the
0: fear, fear, not do Yeah.
3: And then on a personal level, I got the fear, not do
0: Yep. And, and 20% all the proceeds are going to. going to
3: the American sheriff foundation. My goal is to have this in 50 States. I want to have these found this foundation all across this country, helping communities where they're struggling. And you know, it's not just your struggle with communities with law enforcement. It's also where law enforcement has lost faith in the community. And that's important because uh, we're gonna be there for those police officers that, that get hurt in the line of duty or or fall on hard times because of the, what they're doing for their communities. Um, because there are a lot of places where the communities have turned on law enforcement. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, So it's a two way street. And what our job is to go in and do what we can to fix that. Yeah, it's an interesting
2: time for law enforcement right now, I think. It really is. It's a paradox of... I feel like the media... Weird opinions and... Yeah. I just don't know what to think of it all, honestly. I I don't either. All we can do is what we can do.
0: Yeah.
3: But it's the same. I'm only one man, but I am Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah.
0: When I think you're doing the right thing too as a a sheriff, as a leader, uh, managing over 600 employees in your county, I think... um, you're setting the right precedence for other leaders across the area to follow that example. And I think that's, what's the most important. Um, yeah, I appreciate you sitting down with us. Today ah, for I loved it. A couple minutes. I mean,
3: I, you know, I respect both of you guys, what you do and you for your service to this country. And yeah. obviously gun Fu fighter, we, we, uh, battle right next to each other. County to <laughs> County. Yeah.
2: So, uh, many at breakfast. Yeah. talking about You know, we're all fighting stories. the same
3: fight. Here's yeah. the thing, we're all patriots. We love this country, yeah. we love freedom. We That's why I ran too. for sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. I was tired of seeing where it was going and I wanted to make sure that that I did the best I could to protect those freedoms and the constitution and uh, and at the same time restore humanity to this profession.
0: Yeah. That's what it's all about. Humanizing the badge. I love it. Thanks, Sheriff. Thank, thank, you, thank you guys. Very much. Appreciate it. Yep. Fear not do right. Thank you, brother. Fear not do right. Yep. Later, guys.